When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Stephen Moore is with us, economist. With more than 30 years experience as an economist and as a leading thinker of government on business, showing deep understanding of the shifts in the global economy. He's leading economist Steve Moore with more money on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Hi, folks. This is Steve Moore. This is the More Money Show on the greatest talk radio station in America, which is WABC. Thanks for listening. And by the way, this is not just uh, uh, pablum. This is true. This is the best station with the smartest listeners and smartest hosts. You just heard uh, three hours of Ray Cudlow, and I'm, I'm so proud to be part of this incredible lineup of uh, great hosts. Thank you to John Katsimides, who is the owner of this station, has a fabulous show. I believe it's on at 5 p.m. every weeknight. Um, And so thank you. Thank you, folks, for listening in. I know we have a lot of regulars, and I just I'm saluting you because our ratings are very good. And we reach, by the way, all the way from uh, Maine, (laughs) up, up north to Maine. And we have callers who call in from North Carolina and Georgia. We have some affiliate stations around the country. So thank you so much for spending some of your Saturday afternoon in the beautiful springtime weather to uh, learn about what's going on with the economy, politics. We try to have some fun on the show. My favorite part of the show is taking calls from you, which I will do on the More Money Hotline uh, starting in about 30 minutes. So Please uh, be prepared. We always get so many great calls. I, I Look, I learn a lot in my day job, which is being an economist and a political commentator and political analyst, by hearing what you have to say. And we have so many really insightful uh, people who listen to this show. And you have to be. Look, if you're listening to WABC, you got to be smart, right? Because dumb people are listening to NPR and watching MSNBC. So uh, that uh, More Money Hotline. As most of you know, 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. I'm sorry. Let me say it again. 1-800-848-9222. Or another way to remember is 1-800-848-WABC. Now, don't call in now because I won't be taking your calls for about another 30 minutes or so. But maybe at the bottom of the hour, if you have uh, questions or comments or thoughts or insights, We'd love to hear them. Now, for those of you who are normal uh, listeners of this show, you know that for the past six weeks now, six weeks in a row, I have put out the more challenge. And the more challenge is this. I am waiting for one smart, articulate, liberal Democrat, and we have many of them who listen to the show. This is not a partisan show. I don't like Republicans or Democrats, frankly. Uh, I mean, I like Republicans more than Democrats, but I'm not very much in favor of politicians generally. Uh, But I want to hear from a smart liberal who can explain to me the Biden 
energy policy. You know, the policy that says we're not going to produce oil and gas here. We're going to shut down our coal. Uh, we're going to massively subsidize windmills and and uh, and uh, solar power. And meanwhile, we're going to import the oil and gas that we used to produce in Texas and North Dakota and Oklahoma and Alaska and uh, Pennsylvania, West Virginia. Now we're going to import it from Moscow and from Saudi Arabia and from Venezuela and Iran. I'm sorry, that makes no sense to me, but maybe, maybe I'm missing something. So I, I, I've made this challenge for six straight weeks on the show. And folks, do you know how many callers we've had that have called in to defend the Biden energy policy? That's a one big fat zero, <laughs> zero. So come on. I know you're out there, folks. I am not going to ridicule you. I will be respectful. I truly want to hear an explanation and a rationale for why it is that Biden is shutting down American oil and gas and coal. And it's not it's not enough to say, oh, we hate oil and gas and coal. I know. Look, if you're a liberal, you hate oil and gas and coal, even though oil and gas and coal is what built this country and the rest of the world is using oil and gas and coal. So whether we use it or not, is not going to change the temperature of the planet. But uh, I want to hear a good, good, the solid defense of this. And and uh, if you if you can convince me, my gosh, you're quite a persuasive person. Uh, but so far, six weeks, zero callers. And we've had a lot of people calling on the other side, you know, agreeing with me that these energy policies are catastrophic, catastrophic, cataclysmic. They make no sense. I truly believe I was really fortunate enough to have a meeting with the president, president that is President Trump, um, on Thursday, had a good chance to chat with him. Um, and then he gave a speech and he talked about all the amazing things that he did as president. Now, look, those of you who are regular listeners to the show know I don't always agree with everything Donald Trump did. Sometimes I violently disagreed with him, but we're still friends. He still uh, uh, you know, calls me for my counsel now and then. And uh, But he went through the litany of things that he did. You know, the, the, the producing American energy independence, pulling America out of the America, the anti-America uh, Paris climate, which was one of his best things. The, the building of our infrastructure, the, um, the fact that we sealed our border, the fact that we were able to uh, cut taxes, reduce regulations, all of these pro-America policies. Boy, did they work. Boy, did they work. And he was talking about how, you know, look, there's no way there is no way, folks that Vladimir Putin would be in Ukraine right now if Donald Trump were president. No way, in my opinion. But if you disagree with me, please call in. This is Freedom of Speech Radio. So in the last few minutes of this segment, uh, I want to just make a quick point about Earth Day, because this is the day, yesterday was the day, and this is the week that we sort of celebrate the planet. And obviously, <laughs> I don't care if you're a conservative liberal, we all want clean air. We all, we all want clean water. We all want parks. We want uh, to be free of disease. And, and uh, you know, if you go to some of these other poor countries and you see the squalid conditions and the amount of pollution. Incidentally, I think most of you know this because, again, you listen to WABC, so you're a smart person. But um, the country with by far, by far the highest pollution levels that are five times higher than our pollution levels is China. Again, I know you know this, but I want to repeat it. China is the problem. Their pollution is extraordinary. I mean, Beijing, Shanghai, the pollution, you can barely breathe there. It's like Mexico City in the 1960s. I mean, they're behind Mexico in terms of their environmental standards. So. They don't care about climate change. Come on. Let's be realists, not fantasizers. 
They don't care about climate change. They care about taking over the world. So when we shut down our energy, they laugh behind our back, as Trump would say. And then they build more coal plants, more gas plants, more oil plants. They'd love to take over the supremacy of energy, just like they're trying to take over our technology industries, just like they're trying to take over our manufacturing, our construction. And Trump was the one who said, hell no. And I'm not a tariff guy. I'm not a tariff guy. I'm a free trader. But I actually do agree with Trump. We should be imposing very large tariffs on China. And I know some of you are going to disagree with me on that one. That's fine. This is everybody. This is freedom of thought, freedom of speech. But that's my opinion. I think China is a menace, a menace right now. And they are a danger. And they are Germany circa 1938. And we better wake up to this, folks, and stop playing around with climate change and stuff like that and address this threat that Russia and China now pose to the United States. But anyway, in the last couple of minutes before we take uh, this break, and then we'll be hearing from uh Ryan uh, and Bob Payne on, on their update on the markets. And you have to listen to that, folks, because they are uh, this was a tumultuous week for the financial markets. And I, I can't wait to hear what they have to say about where we're headed in the stock market, which is a roller coaster. But I wanted to make this last point before we go to break. No country in the world, no country in the history of the world has cleaned up its environment more than the United States has over the last 40 years. Nobody, nobody. I've, I've got most kids. Uh, I bet if you went into a, you know, a, a grade school or even a high school, just a random high school, and, and you ask kids, do you think the air that we breathe and the water that we drink is dirtier or cleaner than it was 50 years ago or even 100 years ago? And I'm just guessing, because I've done this in classrooms. I've asked people this. And I'd say 80% of kids think that the water we drink and the air that we breathe is dirtier than it today than it was 1,500 years ago. That is nonsense. It's just the opposite. We have the cleanest air practically ever since the Mayflower landed here uh, today in the United States because we've invested a lot of money in environmental protection. And I'm, I'm for that. I'm, I'm for a clean environment. I just don't want to ruin our industry to do it. Um, we have the cleanest water. I love people say, oh, my gosh, you know, 50, 100 years ago, you could just put a take a cup and Put it in the in the stream and drink the water. And it, no, a hundred years ago, one third of all deaths in America were due to contaminants in the drinking water. So we've done an amazing job. We've reduced real pollution, and this is an important point, folks. I'm going to go on a little longer than I should because this is a critical point when you're arguing with liberals. If you look at the real air pollutions, the things that cause real problems for breathing can cause, uh, you know, cancer and can cause for people with asthma and other, uh, you know, heart problems are real dangers. Things like carbon monoxide, lead in the air, smog, um, sulfur, those kinds of things are real problems, right, in the air. We have reduced those levels of pollution, 60, 70, 80, and in the case of lead, 90 percent in our major cities. It's incredible. Pittsburgh, Los Angeles, New York, my hometown of Chicago, St. Louis, Cleveland, the pollution levels are way, way down, way down. Now, what about carbon dioxide? Carbon dioxide. Carbon. Now, this is a key point. Carbon monoxide is a pollution. You can die from carbon monoxide. Carbon dioxide, or what we call carbon, is not 
a pollution. Now, I know some of my liberal friends are probably driving off the road. And, oh, my God, did Steve Moore really just say carbon dioxide is not a pollution? Carbon dioxide is not a pollution. You don't get sick from carbon dioxide. In fact, without carbon dioxide, there would not be life on this earth. It would be like taking away oxygen, for goodness sakes. We need carbon dioxide. And by the way, if we have too much of it, you could, uh, you can, we should plant millions, millions of more trees. It's not that complicated because carbon trees actually absorb the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. We don't have to ruin our energy policy. Now, I'm going to get off my high horse and my pedestal here for a minute, in a minute, but I've got to say that. that e- okay, but now, let's even accept the left's definition of carbon dioxide as a evil um, pollution. Here's a question for you folks, and I'm going to ask my callers. Uh, first one who calls in and gets this right, I will send you uh, uh, a free autographed copy of my new book, Godzilla. What country in the world, what country of all the major 50 largest countries in the world that account for 95% of the economic output, which country of the last five years has reduced its carbon dioxide emissions the most? And if you, anybody, but it's a two part question. First is, which country has reduced its carbon emissions the most? And the second part of the question is, how is it that that country is reducing its carbon emissions so rapidly? We're going to get to that at the bottom of the hour, but I'm going to turn it over to my friends, uh, Ryan and Bob Payne. I'm going to tell you about what's happening in these crazy markets, and then we will be back uh, at the bottom of the hour to talk more about policy and politics. But right now, we will turn it over to the Paynes, and you're listening to the More Money Show on WABC. Stop. ED is no laughing matter. This could be caused from low T, high blood pressure, or diabetes. Elevate Wellness can help. 40% of men over 40 have experienced this. Make the call to Elevate Wellness now. 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. The office visit is only $99 and includes exam, blood work, test dose, and consultation. Call Elevate Wellness. 973-354-2276. Or Elevate Wellness Group. Hey, good morning. It's Ryan Payne and Bob Payne. Of course, that's P-A-Y-N-E of Payne Capital Management here on More Money This Week is always talking the markets, the economy, your personal financial independence. And Bob, another crazy, wild week on the street of dreams. Markets going up, markets going down. Markets can't seem to decide where they're going. And meanwhile, you know, the economy is kind of humming along here. Well, meanwhile, Rod, the market has been uh, humming right along, right? It's exactly as we mapped it out for everybody. Inflation's going up, interest rates are going up, and the Fed is raising rates and tightening um, you know, right now in order to stop inflation. So what's happening, right? Long-duration assets are going down, um, things like long-term bond funds and technology. I don't know if anybody realizes this or not, but large company value stocks and mid-company value stocks didn't just make a new high this week. They made an all-time record high. Hard to believe. I didn't get that memo, Bob. They don't. They, they don't talk about that in the news for some reason. They just focus on the negative and what's going wrong. <laughs> and I've got a bone to pick right now because it just seems like I've been traveling a lot this week. You and I are at a wedding this weekend out in Santa Fe for one of our financial advisors. Beautiful out here. And you go to the airport. It's insane. I mean, people <laughs> are just jam-packed into flights. Um, they were telling me at the airport bar the other day, they're closing at seven o'clock because they can't find workers. I mean, the economy is so hot and people have so much pent up demand to spend and go out and travel. And meanwhile, you're hearing all, all this negative news. Yeah, that's true, Rob. You do have a tremendous pent up demand. It's not just 
people are ready to get out. They're not letting anything stop them, right? You know, you can't bar the door. So you have every every hotel's booked, every airline's booked, um, and the summer's just getting started, right? We're coming into spring. It's finally warming up in the Northeast. It's feeling really good, and everybody's going to get out and start to spend again. So it's, you know, the economy is reopened. It's not going to reopen twice. And as a result, we have some complications. There is some inflation, right? There's it's some sticky inflation. And you just have to make sure you have some inflation hedge in your portfolio. It, you really do. And I think it's one of these dichotomies right now where you're seeing just reopening exuberance, right? I mean, people are excited. They want to spend. They want to go out and live. We've talked about this before. Wages are going up. And even though prices are higher, you see a consumer that's willing to spend the money. And that's a very optimistic sign. But on the flip side, Turn on any of the financial shows, it's stock market apathy, right? I mean, it's the negative sentiment, the outlook, talking about a recession. I don't know, Bob, just walking around, I want to believe my lying eyes. It doesn't look like a recession to me. It's coming. No, I think what's happening, right, is that companies are the best hedge, stocks are the best hedge against inflation simply because they can increase their prices. They can absorb these cost increases, right? Become more creative, become more productive because productivity is up. And as you look at what's happening with growth, right, it's coming in greater than expected, greater than what we call nominal growth, right, net of inflation, and there's no sign of a recession. Now, with interest rates going up and the stock market being volatile, it's easy to make that claim. Yeah, it really is. And it's just like every every economist that you hear now says, we're definitely going to recession. You know, is it 24 months from now? Is it 34 months from now? I have no idea. You know, my crystal ball broke. But I think you have to look at what's right in front of you. And again, Bob, as you like to say, I just love that line, believe your lying eyes. This is a strong economy. And to your point, if inflation is persistent, and it probably will be, it should come down a little bit. We've talked about that. Um, but consumers are probably going to be able to deal with the price hikes. And if they can, that's going to push this economy along for a while. You know, It's going to be strong for quite a while here. I wouldn't be looking for that recession that might be 56 months in the future. Who knows? Well, that's the thing. If you look at the market, yeah, it's been volatile, right? But we're pretty much in the same place we've been since January, right? We're kind of going nowhere fast. Um, but you can't afford to sit in cash because net of inflation, you're going backward by a tune of 8%. And that number probably will go a little bit higher. You know, you want to be collecting your dividends. You want to have bonds that come due. You want to be making interest because, you know, actually, Rye, inflation is an opportunity, right? If you think about what's going on now, I'd call it a paradigm shift, right? We're going to a period where anti-inflation investments are going down and pro-inflation investments are going up. And I got to tell you, based on all the folks that we're meeting with week on week after our radio show, you're not prepared. You're not positioned. You're in the, you're in the portfolio of the last 10 years. It doesn't work right now. Yeah. I, my, my guess is, Bob, because financial people are lazy. <laughs> they sell you... <laughs> The winners of the last ten years, right? They don't. They don't take the time to do the financial planning. They don't take the time to really think about what the next ten years look like. And Wall Street's the biggest culprit of this. I mean, like to your point, we look at like fifty portfolios a month. We see every strategy on the street, and what we're seeing is you're still allocated towards, to your point, Bob, what we would call anti-inflationary assets. That doesn't work in a pro-inflationary time. So you've got to reevaluate that because the reality of it is, money in the economy now. And we know even inflation comes down from 8%, it's sure not going to go back to under 2% like it was the last decade. Now, that's absolutely the case, Ryan. And when you think about it, you want to look at your portfolio and make sure that you're 
adding at least some hedges. You know, for example, you know, the pipeline index that we use in our portfolios is hit energy a 52-week high. Right? Yeah. yeah, energy pipelines hit a 52-week high the other day, and it's still yielding close to 5%, right? You see what's happening with commodities. Commodities are going up almost every day. That hit a 52-week high this week. So when you hear a lot of the talking heads, a lot of the pundits, um, you hear the same things over and over again. They think that the volatility is being caused by the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Yes, that does create some uncertainty. But the last I checked, Ukraine and Russia don't account for a lot of the world GDP. And meanwhile, less they keep saying less than New York. Right, right. And meanwhile, they say, well, now China's going to take over Taiwan. I don't know how they know this, but I doubt that's going to happen. Right. So what's really going on here is simply a price adjustment, a price adjustment to higher rates, a price adjustment to a new paradigm in the economy. Make sure, be certain that you have the portfolio of the next 10 years, not the portfolio of the last 10 years. Well, it's interesting too. I met with a client this last week and he's sitting on a couple hundred thousand dollars in cash. And he's like, well, I just want to keep the money on the sidelines for any opportunity. And I pointed out, just like you said, well, guess what? You lost 8% of your purchasing power in the last 12 months by just sitting in cash. And I think there is this feeling of like, I'm just going to wait for the dam to burst or for things to break down, I'll have this cash on the sidelines and take advantage of it. I think your bigger risk here is everything's going to get away from you. Um, and waiting to be invested right now is probably the worst thing you can do because look at the last 10 months, inflation was 8%. A global portfolio did over 10%. So the reality of it is you want your money being productive in an inflationary environment. Don't sit in cash and wait. You're just going to keep losing or eroding against that purchasing power. It's more critical than ever. And I love it, Ryan. That's exactly what we hear all the time. I'm keeping this big pile of cash because of uncertainty. Can you think of a time where there wasn't uncertainty? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like never. <laughs> right? Like never. Right? Fantasy land. Yeah. And yeah. that's why we're always pro diversification because diversification is simply a hedge against uncertainty. Now, let's face it, son. If you and I were 100% certain of what was going to perform the best, wouldn't we be out of our mind to diversify? I mean, if I knew it was going to be the best place to be, I'd be on my yacht, Bob. <laughs> and so would all those pundits on TV, if we really knew. But you don't know, but you do know the cost of living is going up. You know you have to make decisions about your money. And I think the bottom line is, is a recession imminent in 2022? I'm going to say it's highly unlikely. We've got a tight, la- we got a tight labor market. We've got personal and corporate savings at like all-time record highs. There's lots of cash out there. That's a recipe for an economic boom, not a recession. So if you're thinking to yourself right now, like, I need a game plan. I've been sitting here paralysis by analysis, trying to figure out what to do. The news is so negative. I don't know what I'm doing right now. And I am sitting with a lot of cash. Well, here's your shot to get that second opinion. We keep 10 slots open during this show. More money. If you have over $750,000 saved for retirement, Bob and I will run for your famous total financial master plan. We'll do that no obligation or cost. It's a full holistic review. There's no other firm out there that will do this work up front. We'll go through every investment you own. We're going to create for you your own personalized financial portal, get a bird's eye view of your entire financial picture. We're going to hone in on every financial issue you have that you got to address today. We're going to look at income. You know for retirement, you need an income plan. How are you going to pull from your portfolio? How do you take from Social Security? There's hundreds of ways to take Social Security. We're going to show you exactly how to take it for you, optimize so you have an income plan so you don't run out of money over the rest of your life. We're going to look at fees and taxes. Wall Street just loves to sell you high-cost products that are tax inefficient. We're going to go through every security that you own. We're going to do a deep dive, show you all the hidden costs that you have on those annuities, mutual funds, brokerage products, show you how to reduce that cost, 
and maximize your portfolio for taxes. Save on taxes. More money in your pocket is less money in the government's pocket. That's a good thing. And we're going to look at diversification. Are you sitting in that old school portfolio of the last 10 years? Long duration assets, growth stocks, tech, bond funds, trying to figure out what to do. Or sitting in cash, earning nothing on your money. Paralysis by analysis, full investment game plan. Show you how to grow your money, but most importantly, protect it over the rest of your life. We have 10 slots if you have over $750,000 saved for retirement. All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. If you're one of our next 10 callers, you've saved over $750,000 for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will create for you your own total financial master plan. Now, there's no obligation, there's no cost, but you won't have a plan, you don't text or call. All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692 or simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. So, Bob, at our firm, Payne Capital Management, of course, that's P-A-Y-N-E. We manage over a thousand families, around a billion dollars in assets. And, you know, through trial and error, we've come up with a lot of beliefs and philosophies over the years. And I thought you know, we could talk about some statements and you can tell me if you agree or disagree based on our literally collective 75 years of experience. And the first statement I'll give you is you should always pay off your house as soon as you can. Is that a smart idea? Well, you know, one of the things I've always been taught, Rye, from the day I was born, and every baby boomer I know, is the best investment you can make is your home, right? That's the most important investment you ever make in your life. It's the best wealth creator. Well, it turns out it's really not true. But, you know, what we don't realize <laughs> is that we actually use leverage, right? It would be like telling someone, you know, the best investment you can make is the S&P 500, the stock market, but you should leverage it, right? You should use margin and borrow as much as you can to invest in the stock market. Nobody ever says that. But that's why houses usually do well. There's a lot of leverage involved. Yeah, no, it's a great point. And the question becomes too, because borrowing rates have been very cheap until recently, because rates have gone up, is maybe you have a mortgage rate of 3%. You know, locked in at eight. And maybe you're thinking to yourself, you know what, I just don't like having a mortgage. Um, or you might think to yourself, I don't mind the mortgage payment. Well, if you're at 3%, there's probably a good reason to keep your money invested and slowly pay that off because the rate's so low. But you've got a way in peace of mind as well, right? It's not just about the dollars and cents. Yeah, it always comes down to the same thing, right? You got to weigh risk and return, right? On the one hand, if you can invest that money um, at a better than rate than what you're getting, you know, what you're paying on your mortgage, sounds like a good idea, right? Because it's what I call an arbitrage, where you take your money and you take risk on one end of the spectrum and you invest it on the other end of the spectrum. On the other hand, I always believe my advice to you and everyone else is always reduce your risk to the sleeping point. Yeah, no, exactly right. And that's what financial independence is all about, right? Because another place right now we're seeing, and this is a statement I'll give you, is individual bonds are better than bond funds. Well, that's the whole point, right? Financial independence is about not worrying about your money, right? And when you have, again, a portfolio that's maybe too much at risk, like we're seeing all the volatility in the market right now, and you're not diversified properly, you're seeing your market... You're seeing your portfolio go down by more than you want to stomach. Like that's a problem. Um, if you're thinking about that mortgage rate and paying that mortgage every month and it's bothering you, that's a problem. These are all the things you want to address 
and get rid of so that when you're in retirement, you can focus on retirement, not where the money's going to come from. You know, Rod, you're right. If, if you're sitting here at night worried about your 2.8% mortgage rate, pay it off. Bob, so another, another statement, I think this will ring true more than ever right now, is individual bonds are better than bond funds. I agree with this 100% because as rates are going up, bond prices are getting kicked in the teeth. So it's really important the way you own your bonds right now. Critical. I don't know. Individual bonds are better than bond funds. Where have I heard that before? <laughs> I think we might have created the phrase. <laughs> well, and here's the whole thing. It's not that bond funds are bad. It's just that they only work well when interest rates are declining. And I don't know if you've been living under a rock uh, and not know that the Federal Reserve is hell-bent now on and stopping inflation and curbing this inflationary spiral that's happening. And the biggest tool in their tool chest is raising interest rates. So as a result, it's like a seesaw, right? Like the teeter-tiller at, um, you know, at the playground. If one end goes up, the other one goes down. As rates go up, the bond price goes down. That's not a problem if you own individual bonds, is it? No, because the whole thing is you have to think about this as you're creating your financial independence plan, trying to retire, is if you own your bonds, they come due. So no matter if the price goes down, your money is coming back to you at a certain date. And those bond funds that you own, you don't have that luxury. Go back to your broker, your financial planner, and ask them why you own those bond funds and get rid of them because there's no certainty you're going to get your money back. And the only place I want to take that risk is in the stock market, not in the bond market, which is supposed to be the safe part of your investment. It's more critical than ever. To your point, Bob, rates are probably going to go even higher. And if you're in those bond funds, it's only going to get more treacherous. You got to make a move now. Yeah, it all comes down to this, right? Individual bonds mature at par. You could you could have bought a bond, invested in a bond in the last three or four years. It could be at a loss every single day until the maturity date, and then you get 100% of your money back. To me, that's a great deal, getting back all your money with interest. So if you're sitting with a portfolio, what you perceive are bonds, ask your advisor today, do my bonds come due at par? If they don't, tell them to reinvest you in individual bonds, not bond funds. Simple concept here. Return of principle is good in retirement. You need to have that in your portfolio. But another statement I'm going to make right now, and I think you're going to agree with this, is annuities are a ripoff. Do you agree? Well, I never heard an insurance company say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shocking, shocking. Look, I don't want to say annuities are bad in every circumstance because there are some circumstances where it may make sense. But I'm going to say, Bob, with the 50 or so portfolios we review a month, I'm going to say like 70, 80% of the time, you're being ripped off. Well, I think they're just misrepresented as a problem. You know, every time we meet with one of our newer clients and they have an annuity, first question I ask is, what is this? Oh, I don't know. But the person that sold it to me told me it was good. And what does it cost? Oh, it doesn't cost anything. Um, and then we turn around, we dial the 800 number and call the insurance company. And then they start to list the mortality costs, the insurance costs, the income rider. And next thing you know, you got 3 to 4% year in cost that no one ever told you about. Yeah, that's right. And what drives me crazy is you'll hear say, I think I'm getting 7% of my money in that annuity. You're not. <laughs> it's not a true 7% or 6% or whatever number. Remember, if it sounds too good to be true, it is. Interest rates are still low. If someone's telling you they're giving you a guaranteed 6 or 7%, buyer beware. It's not real. It's just the way they run the math. And we can break that down for you, but it's important to understand exactly how your investments work. And when you hear something that's too good to be true, like guaranteed income for life, 
Yes, they might be giving you income for life, but they might just be paying your principal back to you. So there's always a catch. There's no free lunch when it comes to investing. That's why it's so critical you understand everything you own in your portfolio. I think I told I think you told me once, Rai, that, that your first tip off that they might be a ripoff is when they started talking about a phantom <laughs> balance. You know, a phantom balance. You know what a phantom is? It's a ghost. It's a it's a you know, it's a spirit. It doesn't exist. Uh, when they start telling me that I have a seven percent return on my phantom balance, I gotta wonder, is that seven percent phantom? Yeah. Is the annuity phantom? Is the insurance company a phantom? I mean, <laughs> who wants to have something that's a phantom as their asset? Yeah. It's not good, Bob. It's not good. And if you're thinking to yourself right now, like I need to get on top of all of this. I might own bond funds in my portfolio. I think I own some annuities or being pitched an annuity. I got to figure out, do I pay off my house, not pay off my house? We address all these issues for you. We literally have five slots left. We keep them open for the show. If you have over 750000 saved for retirement, Bob and I will run our total financial master plan. We'll do it no obligation or cost. It's a full holistic review. We'll address everything. No other firm on Wall Street will do this work up front. We'll go through every holding that you have. We're going to build you your own personalized financial portal, give you a bird's eye view of your entire financial life, hone in on every issue you have. We're going to address income, how to take Social Security. Do you have a pension? How do you draw from your portfolio so you have an income plan where you don't run out of money over the rest of your life, factoring in inflation? We're going to look at fees and taxes. Wall Street just loves to sell you products with lots of fees, lots of taxes, annuities, mutual funds, bond funds. We're going to show you where all the hidden costs are in your portfolio, show you how to reduce it and optimize your portfolio for taxes so there's more money in your pocket, not the government's. And we're going to look at diversification. Have you gotten hit hard in the last couple of months as markets have been extremely volatile? Maybe you're over-concentrated in bond funds, growth stocks, tech. Well, we're going to show you how to diversify properly. Maybe you're sitting with too much cash, earning nothing as inflation is going up by 8% a year, just eating away at your purchasing power. We're going to put together a full financial game plan, show you how to grow your money, but most importantly, protect it over the rest of your life. We've got five slots left if you have over $750,000 saved for retirement. All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. If you're one of our next five callers, you've saved over $750,000 for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will create for you your own total financial master plan. Now, there's no obligation, there's no cost, but there won't be a plan unless you text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692 or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. Okay. Hey, if you want to learn more about our firm, Pain Capital Management, of course, that's P-A-Y-N-E. You can check out our podcast, Pain Points of Wealth. Go to bebullish.com. Bebullish.com. You can learn more about our firm. Stay tuned. We got more, more money coming your way. If you're suffering from ED, you're not alone. 60% of men over 60 have this problem. Help is out there. The professionals at Elevate Wellness can help you be the man you used to be. They've helped thousands of patients and have a 96% success rate. What are you waiting for? Call 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. Your first visit is only $99. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. Help is out there. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. This is Steve Moore. Uh, I want to do just a shout out 
uh, to the guy who makes this show possible, Diego, who's my producer. I, you know, I have the fun part of this job. I get to pontificate and talk to you folks, and Diego does all the hard work when you call in. Diego is the guy who uh, who uh, lines up folks, and and uh, every time we have technical problems, uh, he he's the one who puts out the fire. So, Diego, thank you for all you do to make this show possible. Diego tells me we got a lot of callers on the line already. For those just joining, I asked uh, folks um, uh, about this whole issue of Earth Day and why is it that people think that we're the world is more polluted? Well, the United States, the United States is more polluted; it's less polluted than ever before uh, because we've taken strong actions to uh, clean up our air, clean up our water, clean, clean up our parks. And uh, it's, it, it has led to a prosperity. It's also led to a safe environment and we haven't eliminated all pollution. There's still, you know, uh, polluted streams and rivers and we have more work to do, but we've made amazing progress and most people don't recognize that. Um, so that's something we should feel good about. We should really feel good about the fact that we not only live in a prosperous country, but a very um, clean country as well. But my question that I have for the um, for my audience is I had a two part question. One is what country of the of the top 50 countries in the world has reduced its carbon emissions the most over the last five years? And if you call in and you get that question right, I will send you a free autographed copy of my latest book, uh, Godzilla. And the second part of the question, and I'm going to try to get two different people to answer these, because if you know one, you probably know the other. The second part is that country that has reduced its carbon emissions, how has it done that? How is it that this country has made such progress in reducing carbon emissions? Um, I hope, before I get to the callers, I hope that you are all um, getting the uh Committee to Unleash Prosperity hotline. It comes out five mornings a week. It is it is unlike the five trillion dollar Build Back Better bill. This is actually free. It costs you nothing. I'm not selling you anything, folks. I just want you to sign up for this because I want you to get it. I want you to be informed. Uh, Newt Gingrich was telling me the other day it's the first thing he reads every morning. You can read it in five or six minutes. It's really short items about what's going on with the economy, what's going on with COVID, what's going on with the um, with uh, you know the political uh, sphere, uh, incidentally, on that line of politics, I got to just say, uh, someone just sent me this note, one of our listeners, um, and this is from Anthony Fauci. You all know Anthony Fauci, right? Our dictator for the last two years, who said, "quote," and this is uh, from the Wall Street Journal. They have a great editorial this morning called "All Hail Anthony Fauci," and Fauci said this quote: "The principle." By the way, before I read the quote. Just to put this in context, as you know, we had a huge ruling uh, that our group, the Committee to Unleash Prosperity, had a lot to do with of overturning this this uh, requirement on airlines and on public transit that you have to wear a mask. There's just no reason for that now. And masks have had a very, very small impact on the spread of the virus. And so uh, this was a great victory for freedom and liberty that you don't have to wear a mask. And I've been flying a lot this week since that decision was made. People are happy about it. Now, I'd say half the people on the planes are still wearing masks and half aren't. And that's great. People want to wear masks. Have at it. I have no problem with that. But don't force other people to wear masks. You can stay safe for yourself if you wear a mask, if you want to. So anyway, here's what Anthony Fauci said about this. Quote, the principle of a court 
overruling a public health judgment by a qualified organization like the CDC, that is the Center for Disease Control, is disturbing in the precedent that it might set. Now, first of all, how arrogant is that statement? How many mistakes has Anthony Fauci made over the last two years? If we had listened to his advice, we'd probably have more people who have died from COVID, not less. I mean, first he said, yes, mass, no mass, yes, mass, no mass. Uh, he's been wrong on so many pieces of advice. He was one of the principal advocates of locking down the economy, which most of you know was a catastrophic mistake. He was not in favor of opening up the schools and keeping our schools closed, which did great damage. It was what I call the greatest episode of child abuse in our history's uh, our country's history. And now Fauci's saying we have to listen to everything they say and just bow down to their declarations. Who elected Anthony Fauci? Did you? Did you vote for him? I didn't. <laughs> so this idea that we're going to have these unelected bureaucrats that are going to make these rules is frightening. That's a frightening concept. And oh, follow the science. Of course, the fi- now you see what they say about the science about uh, COVID, because they're now contradicting what they said a year or a year and a half ago. They said, oh, the science changed. No, it didn't. Science doesn't change. Their opinions changed about this. And anyway, for Anthony Fauci to make that statement is chilling, frankly. Uh, You've been so wrong, Anthony Fauci. You've made so many mistakes. And yes, we are going to question your judgment, because your judgment's been pretty lousy. Uh, And the CDC, shame on that. The purpose of the CDC which why we give them billions and billions, tens of billions of dollars a year, is to protect against a pandemic and a killer virus. They were completely unprepared for this. Lord knows what was what they were doing with all the money that they spent. Um, and they were too busy, you know, pontificating about gun control and climate change and racial inequity and stuff like that. These woke policies, rather than being prepared for a virus. And in no small part because of the incompetence of the CDC, one million Americans have died from COVID. So anyway, I just wanted to get that in because I just just came off uh, over the wire. Now, let's get to your calls. We've got plenty of callers, and uh, I'm going to give that 1-800 number again, 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. And since we have so many callers, I'm going to ask folks to keep their comments and questions um, and insights as you know, brief as possible, so that we can get through as many callers as we can. And the uh, I'm still hoping, by the way, that we get at least one liberal Democrat to call in and explain the Trump, I mean the Biden energy policy. Explain why it makes sense of shutting down American oil and gas and coal and getting it now from uh, you know China and from Russia and from Saudi Arabia and from Iran and countries that hate us. And you know, if you can explain why that's good for our national security, why it's good for the environment, why it's good for jobs, why it's good for our GDP, uh, you know, I want to hear it because I am. And by the way, this is the sixth week in a row I've made that challenge. We still have had zero liberals call in and explain that policy. Okay, Diego, let's get right down to it. Who is our first caller? Our first caller is going to be Jonathan from the Hamptons. Jonathan, what do you got for us, sir? All right. Well, you want to know from a liberal, here's one that's got two degrees from Harvard, what the Biden energy plan is. And it's real simple. To get all you rich plutocrats out of your damn Range Rovers, we got them by the millions out here in the Hamptons, out of your private jets and into electric cars to stop ruining the environment by going electric what's the problem wait what do i okay so 
So I, I look, I, I want to engage you on this. So it's so I, I want you to explain why it's bad that people have a private planes. Why is it bad that people have Range Rovers so they can drive their family with four kids around? I and mean, why is that a bad thing? Too much fun. Secondly, they're polluting Wait, sorry. the environment. They're polluting the environment, and they're burning fuel, carbon dioxide. Uh, rubber on the road, polluting the water, and also engendering yep. the opposition of AOC. Okay, so for, I don't know if you're listening earlier to the show. And by, by the way, thank you for calling in. Good insights. Uh, there is something to what you're saying. They, these cars do emit carbon dioxide, and cars actually emit other pollutions, although pollution. Here's the point, though. If you're listening earlier to the show, I made this point that our pollution levels from cars is down 50, 60, 70, 80, in some cases, 90%. So these cars pollute less, less than cars did 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, 75 years ago. We are reducing our emissions. So the idea that people can't fly around in planes or that people can't buy a Range Rover or a minivan, uh, people are buying those cars because they're convenient. They can put their family in there. They can lug their bike in there. They can they can go camping in these things. Um, I don't really get the logic of that, especially when we're not the country that's doing the polluting. It's China. China has a what? What's the number? What? Somebody, I'm sure one of our callers knows that it's well over a billion people in China, and India is what well over a billion too. So, you know, <laughs> they're polluting like crazy. And somehow we're going to stop all the world pollution by, by reducing our pollution levels when we've already done it. I don't get the logic of that. But thanks for calling. That's a good call. It is a good call. You make some good points. I don't agree with all of them. But thank you for calling. This is Freedom of Speech Radio. Uh, Diego, who's our next caller? Our next caller is Pamela from Central Jersey. Hi, Pamela. Hi. I think your question is a trick question. I'm going to go for it. You said within the last five years, who reduced their carbon? Yeah. And that could be yeah. a trick question. Probably China because they cut down all their trees. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, no, it's not China. China actually has increased their carbon emissions the most. But take another guess, Pamela. Um, uh, well, it, it, well, probably us. <laughs> yes. Ding, 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 ding. You got it, Pamela. <laughs> the United States of America. We have reduced our carbon emissions more than any other country. Uh, most Americans do not know that. I sh I'm you're sure you know kids are learning this because the, the uh, teachers unions would never tell people that we're making progress in terms of reducing our carbon emissions. So you, you get the uh, grant prize. Anything else uh, that you wanted to add, Pamela? Yeah, in answer to the um, harbor two degrees, um, yes. my dad was a mechanic and um, – you know, the cars years ago, uh, the catalytic converters was right. poisoning the mechanics producing cyanide gas. That's and right. um, so there's a flip side. So he never, my dad was a, a genius. He was a mechanic. Yeah. He was really yeah. smart. Yeah. And yeah. he uh, thought about in the future, we could go hydrogen, not batteries, but hydrogen. Yeah. And now they're yeah. thinking about it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, Pamela, and, your your uh, father was well ahead of his time. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in favor. Look, I'm in favor of innovation. I'm in favor of hydropower. I'm in, if wind can work in certain places, 
Sure, let's use it. Let's uh, sell it. I'm in favor of whatever works, folks. Oil, gas, coal, nuclear. What about nuclear? Let's use it all. All I'm saying is let's not get our energy from other countries that hate us. That's all I'm saying, folks. It doesn't make any sense for our economy. It doesn't make any sense for the environment. And it doesn't make any sense for our national security. Pamela, great call. I'm going to have Diego get your, uh, your mailing address so that I can send you an autographed copy of the uh, book, Gubzilla. But the second question still needs to be answered. What has caused the big reduction in the last five or six years of American um, carbon emissions? Diego, who's our next caller? Our next, we're going to go to Brooklyn. Our next caller is Joe. Thanks. Joe from Brooklyn. Joe, thanks for calling. How are you, Steve? Um, fantastic. I was this saying, is a great I, country and this is a great time to be alive. Go ahead. Yes, it is. I was going to say America also. And it has to do with All the right, Joe, like Joe, hold the on, hold on. Be- Joe, before you hang up, I, I want to get Diego's going to get your address and I will send you because I know you knew the answer as well. But do you know the answer to the second part of the question? I say How also was the emission control and maybe the yeah. additives to gasoline. Well, OK, that's partly right. But that a lot of those emission controls and so on, th- those happen. 25, 30 years ago. I'm talking about something that's happened in just the last five or six years that's really had a dramatic impact on our emissions. You know what it is? No, not really, but right. I would love to well, comment on that other guy. You know, the book. Diego is going to send you, um, uh, is going to get your address and I will send you a copy of that book. Um, great call. I've got five more callers to get, get to you. So thank you for calling in. You'll get a free copy of the book. Just hold on and we'll get that. And who is our next caller? Diego. Our next caller is going to be Ed from Connecticut. Ed from Connecticut, thanks for calling. What do you got for us, sir? I don't, Steve. Is that, is that, is that answer to that question because we use more natural gas? Yay! Ding, 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 ding. I knew you would. Have. You got a bus, my friend. Oh, I'm so glad. Yes, natural gas. You've got it. And this is the thing. I mean, look, I love natural gas. I've said this many times on the show. <coughs> Excuse me, but I'm going to repeat it. Natural gas is an incredible wonder fuel. It is um, made in America. We got so much natural gas in this country. I mean, it's incredible. We got 500 years of natural gas. We also have, it is incredibly efficient form of, of fuel for heating our homes and for um, transportation and other things. Uh, it is abundant. As I just said, we have so many hundreds of years worth of this stuff. It's cheap. It's really cheap. And on top of all of those things, it is clean burning. It's a clean burning fuel. Now, can you explain to me, my friend, why is the left against natural gas? Oh, you're asking that question? Well, well, they use the fracking, um, right? They use the fracking excuse. But um, really, they don't because they can't control it, probably. They can yeah, only exactly. control... You know they, you know they want to control everybody's agenda and 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 what to do. But you know that they they have to create a monster like like with uh, natural gas, and so they can can control the agenda. Well, I think you're you nailed it, my friend. I think there's a lot of truth to that. They are busybodies. They like to boss us around. They like to tell us what to do. Um, you know, like this gentleman, and I say this respectfully. Uh, no, you can't fly around in airplanes. You can't buy a minivan. You can't. They want to tell us what we can do. Leave just leave us alone. <laughs> Let us do our thing. This is a great country, and and we do believe in liberty. And I don't agree with every decision people make. A lot of decisions people make, I don't like. But this is a free country, sir. 
Um, I want to get your address. Uh, Diego is going to take that. I will send you a free copy of Godzilla. Great, great call. Uh, who we got next, Diego? Up next, we have Peter from Garden City. All right, Peter. Thanks for calling. What do you got, sir? We have more pollution now than ever before in the United States because the population is larger. We're producing more pollution. But handling the pollution If that's that's the case, wait a minute, wait, hold on. Why is the air cleaner today than it was 30 years ago, 50 years ago? We're handling the pollution better. The pollution is less. There's less pollution, even though we've doubled our population. Yeah, but we're handling the pollution better. Yes, we are. You're right. You're right. We are We are able to control the pollution. We're able to uh, have mitigation strategies. We're able to clean our rivers, clean our... Oh, I mean, look, I remember, I don't know if any of you remember, in the, I think it was in the 60s, late 60s, early 70s, when uh, uh, Lake Erie in, in Cleveland... Basically, uh, you know, there were so many pollutants and contaminants in the water, it, it lit on fire. <laughs> the lake was on fire because there's so many layers of toxic fuels on top of that water. You don't see that kind of thing happening anymore. But uh, now, where do you live, sir? In God City. God I'd City, like okay. to say that climate change and global warming is predominantly the hydrogen and water vapor. 60% uh, of the water yeah. vapor we're putting into the air is raining out, and that's climate change. In 55 years, 100% of the water vapor we're putting out by burning methane, hydrogen, oil will be raining out, and that's climate change. A scientist yeah, by the thing. name of Albert Einstein. Uh, all right. All right. Yeah, good, call. good call. Let me just say this. Um, that, you know, Obviously, you all know this climate has been changing for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years, if not millions of years on this planet. And um, there has been a slight warming over the last 40 years, no question about it. But it's been very small. And we can't predict what's going to happen with the climate. I mean, come on. The models have already been wrong about what, where, you know, how hot the, the planet would be and so on. So, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not. I'm just not buying it. I'm not saying we shouldn't be careful. We should take mitigation uh, steps, but actually producing more natural gas and using less coal. And I'm in favor of coal, by the way. I think we should continue to use coal. That's been a good strategy for reducing the amount of pollutants that cause uh, the, what we call the greenhouse gas emissions. But uh, since we're running uh, out of time here, I what I'd like to Diego to to take our next caller. Our next caller is going to be John from Staten Island. Hey, John. Thanks so much for calling. Hey, Steve. Uh, you know, I got a question. The, the The president did a study now with doing this digital currency. So yes. I'd like to know, when they decide to make the, the dollar into a digital currency, are they going to put that $30 trillion debt on the books so we'll get everybody will get a bill on their uh, saying that every man, woman, child owes $100,000 except for the illegals coming in because they're not going to be paying those taxes. You know, the the amount of our debt is so scary. It, it is, you know, you're so right. It's a uh, hundred thousand now, but it's headed for children born today. You know, we're talking about you know three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars of debt that they're going to have. To, I mean, what country does that? 
you raise such a great point. What country leaves its children worse off? You know, we're supposed to leave this country <coughs> better off. And in many ways we do. We've got a cleaner environment. We've got a lot of assets. But this debt is immoral. It's immoral to leave our children with these massive amounts of debt. Let's get our spending under control. I mean, is it that hard? Is it that hard to get government? Uh, we have record revenues today. Did you know that, folks? Record tax revenue collections in Washington. And that's still not enough. They're still running a trillion-dollar deficit. I mean, you can tell I'm getting angry and frustrated because this is unconscionable. With record amounts of revenues, how are we still running a deficit? And you know the answer to that, folks. We're running a deficit because these guys are spending like Santa Claus. They act as if their job is to keep passing it out, passing it out, passing it out, rental assistance. Now they want to forgive, you know, a trillion dollars of student debt. Don't get me started on that. Wait a minute. These folks took out the loans, and now the people who paid off their loans um, are going to have to pay for that debt? Did you see, by the way, the other day, uh, I had a, a commentary on this in Fox News, that one of our great um, uh, Army captains, a woman, by the way, she put herself through college by serving our country in an incredibly admirable way. Thank you. I'm saluting you for your service to our country. And she went sent out a, either a tweet or a LinkedIn column or Facebook, I forget which social media platform, just saying, hey, you know what? I paid my debt. You know, why can't these other people pay these debts? And, and uh, you know, it's a good question. And she was taken off the air. She was deleted because they said this is hate speech. Hate speech for just telling people to pay their bills. Come on, that's ridiculous. All right, we got time to squeeze one more in really quickly. Diego, do we have one more caller? We do have one last caller, and it's going to be Bob from New Jersey. Bob, thanks for calling. We got exactly 60 seconds. What do you got? Yes, yeah, Steve. Uh, also, you were asking about Earth Day and why young people think the pollution is worse today. Uh, Earth Day. They happen to make it full on Vladimir Lenin's birthday. I don't know if you're aware of that. But, <laughs> I didn't know that. But, uh, Is that true? Many people feel it was a communist plot to undermine our economy, you know, getting us to stop using fossil fuels. That is very funny. Uh, great point. Thanks for calling. I love that insight. Look, here's my bottom line on this, folks. A prosperous country like the United States that has growth, low taxes, Less regulation, free trade is a country that also cleans up its environment. This is a great country, folks. This is the place to be. Everybody wants to come to America. Let's keep us healthy and free. Healthy and free. Okay, folks, have a great weekend. I'll see you next week. This is the More Money Show. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.